This is another episode of Main Corpse. Horror Derbs. Alright, this is uh, this is gonna be fun. We have got a story for you that's going to turn the stomach. Alright, welcome back to Main Corpse. Horror Derbs. I'm your host, Kelsey, and this is Main Corpse. This is Matt. Matt! This is Matt! Oh my gosh, wow, what a day. We're already having. <laughs> I was Okay. All right, so do you want to explain <laughs> what we have here? Yeah, I do. I'm so excited, guys. You know what we have? Hot mustard Doritos and ketchup Doritos. We have been looking for these forever, and we were lucky enough to find them on one of our trips out to meet some of you guys, which was really cool. Yeah, that was that was a really super fun time. It was really super fun. If you haven't listened to that live episode, um, I would recommend it. It's very, very good. You can hear someone cracking up when I made a joke. I liked that. That made me feel good. Yeah, that was fun. Um, did you listen to that? I did. It was actually a pretty good episode. Yeah, and um, the quality was significantly better than I expected much, for us much being better. like... Yeah, I was really happy yeah. with it. By the way, um, I'm sitting here and I'm like, why is this all gross? Uh, <laughs> apparently, it's part of the... <laughs> cannoli that flew apart that I never got completely clean off of our windscreen here. So um, just wanted to point that out. But yeah, if you haven't heard that, it went up on the 29th. Go check it out. Uh, but that's the trip where we found these amazing looking Doritos. I'm excited. And what drink do we have? Because you also brought this we one had to a the drink. party. Yeah, um, Mountain Dew, zero sugar because I'm the diabetes uh, summer freeze. Okay, this, it looks amazing. That's right up my alley. I'm so excited so, about it. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. When it comes to the chips, I'm going to start with the ketchup because I'm assuming I'm going to hate them. And I love everything mustard related. So I'll move to those next. So They smell good though. They smell okay. They smell like ketchup. Yeah, exactly. It smells great. I'm not, I'm not that much of a ketchup have, person, but we'll see. Okay. All right, let's do it. They taste exactly like ketchup and Matt's face changed. They taste like Campbell's tomato soup to me okay but think of these like on a sandwich or a hot dog that you'd put ketchup on i don't put ketchup on hot dogs okay yan i i do mustard you put both matt i mean i guess you could but it gets too sweet wait I, okay but either way i could see it on a burger that would be good on a burger i do like ketchup on a burger so there there we go oh well all right cool, cool i could cool. do that i could do that okay um and give it the texture give it the flavor i'm gonna try one and then more you don't have all that like to see slidey sauce i love them i think they're great it tastes exactly like ketchup it does it tastes like ketchup and and like i said like campbell's tomato soup to me all right are you ready for hot mustard this is what i've been looking forward to it also smells great it smells like french's mustard mm -hmm, it does Mm. Oh my god, it tastes like, it's so good, brown mustard. That tastes exactly like a spicy brown mustard. I am in love. There's just enough horseradish behind it. This is the this is now the love of my life. I'm leaving Brittany and I'm going to marry a bag of um, hot mustard Doritos. Did you just sandwich those two together? I did, it's so good. What's the better combo, mustard and mayo or mustard and ketchup? Mayonnaise and anything ever. Okay. All right. Thank you. That's a good answer. <laughs> All right. Now let's try this. Uh, well, here, let me, let me give my overall thoughts. The ketchup one is not bad. I, I actually appreciate what you were saying, which is like, use it as a condiment um, because it gives you the crunch and it gives you the, it literally tastes like ketchup. I mean, it, it, yeah, it definitely Yeah. And then you does. don't have like, like 
multiple condiments on one thing and it's all slidey and I would kill to have those hot mustard Doritos to Mm -hmm. put on turkey sandwiches. That would be so good. Oh my gosh. That would be so good. With some of that apple slaw I Mm -hmm. make. Oh. Oh, that'd be good on barbecue. It would be that would be so good on pulled pork. I think we should try that next weekend. I think we should try pulled pork. Yeah, let's do it. All right, great. Oh my god. I know. That's the best Mountain Dew I've ever had. I know. Do you know how hard Whoa. it is to find? I can't find it anymore. So here's what I thought was about to happen. Do you remember, was it Fago that made mm-hmm. the uh, the Bomb Pop one that we tried? Mm-hmm. And it was okay. This is so much better. This is like they it took that idea. exactly like a Bomb Pop. They took that idea and Mountain Dew perfected it. Wow. They listened to our show, took our criticisms and said, you know what? We can do better. Let's get this right for Main Corpse. You know, that's exactly what they said. We yeah. appreciate that, Mountain Dew. Thank you, Mountain Dew. That's why. Uh, that's why we are official partners. Come on, make it. Make it official. We will. Yeah, we will if you will. Yeah, we will. You want to make it official? It'll be. Uh, it doesn't have to be awkward like when two teenagers become boyfriend and girlfriend. You know. <laughs> Listen, what I mean? we're not even asking for money sponsorship right. at this point. We just want free Mountain Dew. Yeah, zeros. we just want Mountain Dew. Oh, send me a truckload of Baja Blast Zero. And I will shill for Mountain Dew for the rest of my life. We won't even drink Coke Zero on the show anymore. Mm-mm. We'll, we'll get rid of it. I won't. I'll dump it. I'll. You know what? Pe- I'll make a video Budweisering it. Pepsi Zero Sugar. I'll toss it in the street. I'll do it. Mountain Dew Zero. It's gone. It's gone. Bring. I mean, what? sorry. Coke Zero is gone. <laughs> Mountain Dew Zero is not gone. <laughs> Mountain Dew Zero is life. Yeah. Baja Blast Zero. Oh, man. man. I could... It's good. It's unreal. Okay. So, what do we have today, Kelsey? All right, Matt. I'm so excited about this one. I can I was excited about the last one that I did, but this one I'm really excited about. Um, How do you feel about Captain America? Just, like, the story as a general rule, not the um, necessarily Marvel version in the movies. Captain... Did you say Captain America? Captain America. So, so first of all, you're not going to like what I'm going to do right now. Um, there was actually a 90s version of Captain America that was made that had a red skull in it. It was actually made by a very good filmmaker. It's actually the same filmmaker that made Dollman for Full Moon Features. Um, uh-huh, and I and, totally know what that is. Uh, and it's, it's actually one of my favorite films from being a child, even though w- watching it now, um, it's not. It's not great. I feel the same way about um, Fern Gully. Yeah, it's hard to go back, and it's hard to go back. Yeah, the magic's gone, man. And I, I bought it, so I have it, and I was like, yeah, this isn't great. But because of that, I absolutely love Captain America. Um, Sweet. And I, I became a very big fan. Um, and it wasn't until I was like late high school that I started like picking up on some of the nationalistic qualities of Captain America. And even then, I was like, I still like him. He's got his flaws, but he's cool. Okay, cool. Long-winded answer. Sorry. All right. That answered my question in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's let's just backpedal a little bit for into where I was going with that. Um, Captain America, the man that so badly wanted to be in the military that he used extremely sneaky means to do it. His okay. origin story. I have a story similar to that today. Okay, let's Let's do it. Let's talk about someone near and dear to the hearts of millions. But instead of World War II, where Captain America is based, it's a 
little bit earlier. And we're going to talk about someone who, much like the captain, got his name and his rank in the military very quickly by doing basically a single thing. Um, rose to the rank of sergeant in World War One. Okay. All right. <clears throat> now, this isn't crime. Maybe. Well, there's a little crime. Not a lot. Okay. This is this is more or less a story. Okay. I'm 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 here and, for it. And I'm here doing this story, hoping that it ends up out around July the fourth because the, it just suits you know. We we will make sure this goes out around July fourth. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right, so let's pray, guys. This is July 3rd. This will be July 3rd. Yes. We, we have the power. We have the power, but do we have the mental power? We, we do. We have the ability. Yeah, yeah we, have, we have the power. We do have the power. As a matter of fact, this one would likely have fallen there anyway if I'm adding that up right. But either way, that's fine. Regardless. Yeah. Let's get back to World War One. Now, everyone called this gentleman Stubby, and that's how I'm going to refer to him. Fair enough? <laughs> Very fair. All right. He frequently hung around the soldiers as they did their drills. He was not actually in the military himself, but he was in camp. Okay. He was learning the same things they were learning because he was hanging around. And one soldier in particular was extremely fond of Stubby. So when it came time for the outfit to actually ship out, Corporal James Robert Conroy helped Stubby become a stowaway aboard the troop ship. So, crime a little bit. Okay. That's the crime. Okay. Yeah. He even helped Stubby to sneak off the ship when they arrived in France. Now, Conroy's commanding officer did finally catch wind of what was going on, and upon discovery, Stubby looked at this man and saluted him just as he'd been trained to do in camp. The commanding officer was so impressed that he allowed this brindle dog to stay. By the way, as you're reading this, I'm like, well, they didn't run a very tight ship. And then I realized they were actually on a ship. I was like, wow, I think this might be one of the very few times in life I've used a saying and been like, that's huh, actually what that's it comes how it from. Happens. Yeah. Well, y'all didn't run a very tight ship, did you? You let Sergeant Stubby you know, sneak his way right He wasn't there. a sergeant yet, Matt. We're not there. <laughs> All right. So, when they headed to the front lines, Stubby the dog was given special orders, allowing him to accompany the men to the front lines. Like actual military orders. That's outstanding. Stubby served with the 102nd Infantry Regiment. He entered combat on February 15th in 1918. They were under constant fire, day and night, for over a month, and... Stubby quickly became used to loud rifles and artillery fire. Within the first year of battle, he was injured by mustard gas, and due to that injury, he was taken to a nearby field hospital and nursed back to health. After he recovered, he returned with a specially designed gas mask to protect him. And there he is. Oh, Yeah. We're going to post all these pictures. Brittany, you have to do it's this. It's adorable. Because he's perfect. He is. He's perfect. I want, I want that little guy living. I never me. thought I'd do a patriotic anything, but here we are. I know. Sergeant Stubby. <sighs> Way better than Captain America. I know. Way better. Where's that movie, Marvel? And I'll have you know, I have the hots for Chris Evans. I'm, I'm going to say like, Albert, Albert Pyun, he probably would have made this movie. 
Probably would have. He made Alien from so, L.A. So fun, fun fact. Um, there, there's actually a movie about Sergeant Stubby already. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Albert Pyun didn't do it, though. No, it, it, no, he didn't because <laughs> it's animated. <laughs> anyway, sorry. let me finish. Okay, go for it. All right. So they made his little gas mask to protect him, but the attack left him extremely sensitive to any trace of gas. And once the division was actually attacked in the early morning by a gas launch, and most of the troops were asleep, Stubby realized what it was, recognized the gas, and ran through the trenches, barking and biting at soldiers so he could rouse them to sound the gas alarm and saved many, many soldiers from injury. First dog isn't he an angel? so much more than I ever will. Isn't he perfect? He is. He was also... Um, part of his job was to locate wounded soldiers in no man's land. He would actually listen for the sound of English and would go to that location where he would bark until paramedics could get there. And he also helped lead um, lost soldiers back to the safety of the trenches. And he had the ability to hear the whine of artillery shells before humans could. So he became extremely adept at alerting his unit to duck for cover. I know. What didn't he do? Oh, my God. Nothing. The only thing he didn't get, and he kind of might have... You know what? We'll just get there. Okay, all right. We'll just get there. I'm going to let the story right. unfold. This has been my favorite thing I've ever looked up. Um, Stubby, to his credit, was also... <laughs> you're going to love this. Was solely responsible for capturing a German soldier. He, while walking through the, while walking through the trenches, he caught a man actually mapping out the layout of the Allied trenches, and when he called to Stubby in German, because he didn't know English, Stubby immediately put his ears back and began to bark. So when the man ran, Stubby bit him on his legs and ankles until he tripped and fell. He continued to attack the man and held him by the seat of his pants pinned down (laughs) until other soldiers arrived and could complete the capture. And he was immediately put into the promotion of sergeant at this point. That's outstanding. <laughs> but I, you know, I imagine that somewhere on the other side there was an evil version of Stubby, um, and I and I hope that they met on the battlefield and like realized they were brothers, and it was like, you know what I mean? Like, do you know how cool that would be? I want that. I want that movie now. He became the very first dog to be given a rank in the U.S. Army. The f- ever the first one there's other ones yeah wow okay that's this happened is crazy. a lot since stubby but stubby mm-hmm. did this yeah he's a trendsetter all right in april the american forces participated in a raid on a german held town and he was wounded in the foreleg by a hand grenade thrown by the retreating germans He was sent to the rear convalescence and, as he had done on the front, improved morale. When he recovered from his wounds, he returned back to the trenches and the front line. Following the retaking of this town, the women of the town made Stubby a little coat embroidered with the flags of the Allies, (coughs) and they started pinning many of his medals on it. He actually had three service chevrons, and he ended up with two wound stripes. The first one from this injury and the next one from when he was later injured again um, by a grenade where he was rushed to the field hospital and he was transferred from there to a Red Cross recovery hospital for additional surgery. When he was well enough, he started visiting the other wounded soldiers (laughs) and raised morale again. 
that's where he got a second wound stripe. He was in the trenches of France for about 18 months and participated in um, several offenses, 17 battles as well. Yeah, his main job was obviously to provide uh, morale-lifting visits up and down the line. That's what the little guy did, and then all the other stuff that I told you he did. Um, After the war, uh, Robert Conroy returned home with Stubby, which... How did he get that lucky to get Stubby? Because he's the one who brought him, and he was... Tucking. If, so I one of the things I didn't tell you is when they got to France, he shoved him under his coat and snuck him <laughs> out into France. That's outstanding. The, I know. Um, but remember, if you're a dog and you're listening to this, he was a great boy. So you could be a good boy. So I hope you appreciate it. So here's the boy. I'm gonna. This is oh, his little coat. His little jacket. Yeah. Look at him. Is Look he at perfect? This little guy. He's the best boy. Like the absolute best boy. Look at him. Is his Look at lin- those little I'm, I'm gonna let you get there. Is his lineage still around? I don't have an answer to that. Ooh, I wonder if you could get a dog that's oh related to Stubby. I, I, they didn't ever say anything about him having puppies. Oh, okay. So right. probably not. But you know wow. what? Wow, this dog rules. This dog does rule. Okay. So after they returned home, he became an instant celebrity. He marched in several parades and also led uh, many of them uh, all across the country. Um, He met with three separate presidents, Woodrow Wilson, Calvin Coolidge, and Warren G. Harding. He also appeared in vaudeville stages and got awarded the lifetime memberships to the American Legion and the YMCA. Which, just imagine you show up to your local Y and Stubby is just swimming in the pool. Like... So now I'm wondering, so yeah. Grafton has the largest uh, Memorial Day parade. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're one of the largest on the East Coast, and they've been doing it for like 150 years. I wonder what the chances are Stubby marched in our parade. Pretty good. He lived, I think, in Boston. I'll have to look. I'm, I'm trying to find it out literally right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because so, I'm like, if I live in a town where Stubby, where Stubby walked, I feel pretty good about myself. So here is a photo where um, the general of the armies... Of the time, um, John J. Pershing presented Stubby with a gold medal from the Humane Education Society. No way. Look how cute he is. He's so perfect. All right. He also attended Georgetown University Law Center with Conroy, and he became their team's mascot. And at halftime, they'd give him a football that he would nudge around the field. That's That's amazing. It's pretty good. That would be the best halftime show ever. Yeah, Raiders, listen up. Come on, Raiders. By the <laughs> way, go Knights. Uh, I don't know if we're going to win, so you may hear that after they've lost. But let's hope Let's hope they won. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Conroy was employed as a special agent in the Bureau of Investigation, which was the precursor, obviously, to the FBI. Okay. Um, and he was doing that while he was in college. I know. So, this is, this is the part that's sad. Stubby died in his sleep in 1926. But he was a pretty old dog. Yeah, I mean, he would have to be. Yeah. Yeah, and he he'd been through so much. He so was much. he was yeah. over ten. They had him preserved via taxidermy, and the rest of his ashes were preserved inside of his mound. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Okay. And his taxidermied stubby was later donated to the Smithsonian National Museum of American History, and is actually still displayed in their Price of Freedom Americans at War exhibit. Okay. That yeah. may be a trip worth making one time to see Stubby. 
Yeah. Because did I tell you that they are kind of touring the cocaine bear around and there's a place we can go see it? I hate it here. Yeah, we should go check it out. Stubby um, received a half page obituary in the New York Times. Wow. Which was significantly larger than the obits of pretty much any of the other notable people of the time period. And um, here's just a small list of Stubby's accoutrements. Um, He had three service stripes. The Yankee Division YD patch, because that's what the 102nd was called. Mm -hmm. Um, The French Medal from the Battle of Verdun. First Annual American Legion Convention Medal. Um, The Minneapolis, Minnesota, November 1919. New Haven World War I Veterans Medal. Republic of France Grand War Medal. A Purple Heart the Chateau Theory Campaign Medal, and the 6th Annual American Legion Convention patch. Um, And a lot of people argue that these weren't all Stubby's medals and things because a lot of these actually did belong to Robert Conroy and they put him on his... Stubby was there for us. Yeah, he earned Okay? I'm going to run for president. He took two grenades for our freedom... Let's run for president. You can be president. I'll be vice president. And our campaign (laughs) promise will be simple. Posthumous Medal of Honor for Stubby. Make America Stubby again. Yeah. Make America Stubby again. So beautiful. Let's do it. It is. Let's do it. But that's all I've got for you guys. Um, I'm so excited that I've got a couple of really, like, silly things. Because we're about to get into um, some pretty dark stuff based on my current research. Oh, great. Um, So I have that to look forward to. I'm taking a turn right back. (laughs) Well, that's all right, because my next one is a little goofy. So uh, let's let's We balance each other out. It's great. We're balancing it out. All All right. right. This has been Main Corpse. And stay creepy, guys. I can't tell you to be awesome like Stubby, but if you can. Well, who can? Who can be that awesome? She's so bad. He's the best. All right. Stay creepy, you weirdos. (laughs) 